You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this season of the podcast, you can expect to hear a variety of different episodes. There are some that respond to different prompts, there are some that respond to different genres or different books, and there is a wide variety of bookstagrammers as well. Some you've heard before, some are completely brand new to the podcast. Throughout this season, you will also hear some trailers of other bookish podcasts. Podcasting takes a lot of work. There's a whole lot of planning and editing and communication with other people to make it happen. And it's not something that most people get any kind of monetary value out of. It's purely done for love. So definitely show some love to these other bookish podcasts. You can do this by following them on the different platforms that they share their podcasts on and also supporting them on their socials, which you can find in the show notes for each of the episodes. For this show, though, my first ever of 2022, Yelda from at beautiful.bibliophile joins me to talk about our 2022 reading goals and the books that we want to make sure we read this year. This is a spoiler-free episode as well, and I hope that you'll have a whole range of new reads to add to your TBR. Hello, Yelda, and welcome to the Bookstorian Podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be on here. It's uh, one probably one of my first podcasts I'm on. I don't really do many. Well, but, excellent. Yeah. It's an honor to have you then. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you are my first guest for 2022. So I thought this would be a really good icebreaker question to ask you. And the question is, what book would you encourage people to read in 2022? So the book I would encourage people to read, um, last year I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkin Reads. Um, and it was, it was like a, we read it for our book club um, in August and it was a really, really good book. Like I highly recommend everyone pick it up. It was, it had uh, diverse characters. It had um, like the storyline was good. It takes place in like old Hollywood. So it was a really good um, book to read. And I, th- I think it became like TikTok famous or something like that. But um, yeah, it was a really good book. It's certainly one that is all over Bookstagram and I yeah. think it's for a good reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. I have also uh, read that book. I also read that book in 2021 and yeah, I loved it. It was certainly one of my top reads and there's so much hype around it, but yeah, the hype is worth it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't too sure because sometimes when you read hyped up books, um, they don't really meet up, like meet your expectations. But uh, this one really did. And it seems to suit a wide range of people. Like I read a lot of historical fiction, so it ticked that box for me. But there were so many other things that it ticked as well. Like there's a sense of mystery that floats through in the story as well. It has that beautiful setting of like old world Hollywood, which again is something that probably dazzles a lot of people as well. So there are so many different things to love about this book. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, I, I really like, I really like the um, complex characters too. There was a lot of different, um, characters that I really liked and I don't know like it, it was just a really good book yeah I agree definitely 
So the book that I would encourage people to read in 2022 is The Last Migration by Charlotte McConaughey. So Charlotte McConaughey is a Australian author. And if you haven't already read this book, I encourage you to pick it up or to put it on your TBR immediately. It is a beautifully written work of speculative fiction, which explores what the world will actually look like in the future if we continue to live the way we do. Um, our lead character essentially is chasing the last migration of a specific series, species of birds. And I'm talking quite generally because it was a little while ago that I read this book. So I can't quite remember the names of all the characters and places and certainly not the bird species. Um, but it's uh, just, it's beautifully done really strong female protagonist with much character with a lot of character development within the story as well and it also has a really a much deeper underlying meaning about climate change like we quite often you know we might watch a documentary or we read a non-fiction story about it but this is actually a fictional telling of how the world very well could look and it gets you to step into the shoes of this character and what that might be like and it's also set as speculative fiction meaning that it's set slightly in the future so there's lots of references that we still get in our modern world and it definitely like begs the question when is this meant to be set is it 50 years is it 100 years and i love the fact that it's so open-ended so you could see it still happening within your own lifetime as well Oh yeah, that definitely sounds like an interesting book. I love um, like books that like have a specific topic that they're talking about and um, like that is kind of like on climate change because I was actually um, reading a lot of nonfiction uh, books this year about climate change and I have a couple on my TBR for next year as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very important topic that we need to be addressing. Agree. And this book just did it so well. Um, I'm going to talk about her new book, which is something that I really want to read this year as well. Have you read, uh, is it, uh, Life on Our Planet by David Attenborough? No, no. I, I feel like my, um, reading list for this year was very like backlisted books. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> backlisted books. I have a lot of books on my TBR pile. Yeah. As many a bookstagram would say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that would be a good one to add to your list because there was a good correlation between life of life on our planet and then the last migration. So David Attenborough would speak about these are the sorts of things that we can expect to happen if we don't make a change. And then the last migration is actually a book that then tells us about this is actually how it will look or this is how it'll feel um and yeah there was like lots of correlations between the two novels as well and i've spoken a little bit more at length about the last migration on a episode last season um during season three so if you are listening um and it is something that you would like to know more about i highly recommend having a read of the backlist episode <laughs> mm -hmm. yes definitely so yelda you are on here today because we have something in common and the thing we have in common is obviously our love for books, but also bookstagram accounts. So Yelda's bookstagram account is at beautiful.biblophile. Yelda, could you please describe your bookstagram feed for my listeners? So um, I would feed, I would, uh, sorry, say my feed is very seasonal. Like, um, I feel like it definitely changes with the season. So 
in spring, I feel like it's more floral, it's more like brighter. And then in the fall time, it's like change of leaves. I also take a lot of photos outside. So um, you can quite tell that it, it definitely changes with the seasons. And I think that shows in, I think that shows across your photos as well, as you scroll through your feed, like you've got these beautiful autumn tones and then you've got these wintry vibes as well. And um, as someone who lives on the opposite hemisphere to you, it's, it's really refreshing to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause it's, um, it's summer right now in Australia, right? Yes. Nice and hot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, this is one of my favorite questions to ask bookstagrammers, but why did you start a bookstagram account? So a uh, funny thing was that when I started my book account, it wasn't, it wasn't known as bookstagram. So I started before that term was coined, I guess you would say. Um, and I started in, I believe it was my third year or fourth year of uni. So I was kind of like, bored I'm like what should I do I don't want to post photos of myself what should I do and I'm like okay maybe I should just uh record or like um just post reviews of the books I was reading at the time and it like slowly became a bookstagram account and I feel like more people started to do this and yeah that's that's basically how it started so a bit of a pioneer of the bookstagram world then yeah yeah you could say <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah. And as we mentioned before, you have a range of different photos on your account. So you've got anything from flat lays to shots taken in restaurants and outdoors. But what is your favorite type of photo to take? So um, I don't actually like taking photos of myself. That is something I'm like very camera shy. So I prefer to be behind the camera instead of in front of it. And I like doing outdoor photo shoots. I find that. Um, it's very fun. Like you don't really need to like set up a background or anything. It's kind of like there. And I feel like where I live, it's kind of like the countryside. So it's already aesthetically pleasing in my eye. Um, and my favorite like time or season to take photos is definitely autumn or winter. But uh, yeah. And my favorite type, I really do like flat lace because I like the setup. How like, um, we set up the photos and stuff like that. It's always interesting. But yeah. Yes. I have always been really jealous of people who can nail a good flat lay. And I think it, I think the reason why I haven't really been able to nail it is I've always felt like there's not the spot in my house to take a photo. Like a lot of my house is, so I've, I've got like a little two story home. And mm -hmm. so obviously the, the sun, like, travels over the top of the house so particular times of day I just had always felt like I don't have anywhere to take a nice photo but I used to have roommates living with me so I like own my home and recently I was up there sort of tidying up the room that was the roommate room and the light is beautiful in that room so I'm going to try and shake up my theme this year and use that room a lot more to take photos and to maybe get in there and maybe spend like an hour just taking some shots. And then I've got enough like banked up to get me through a month or so. Um, so I'm excited about trialing some flat lays and having the light, the right light finally in a room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I usually take my flat lays when it's like cloudy because I feel like 
um, you don't really need the sunlight directly uh, there. Or like sometimes I take my flat lays in a cafe or something like a book in a coffee. Like that's that's like the basic bookstagram photo. Yeah, certainly. And again, aesthetically pleasing in a cafe. Like you don't have to play too much with your angles to yeah. get something that looks good. Yes, exactly. You also have a book club at Well Read Narrative. So can you tell me a little bit about the book club and how people can get involved? So I started this book club um, at the beginning of 2021, and it was a way to um, connect with more readers because I feel like when you have a bookstagram, you kind of just post and it's not too interactive. Um, and right now it's just a digital club, so it's not, it doesn't have any in-person meetings, which hopefully maybe with um, COVID or anything like that, hopefully it gets better this year in 2022. Um, so it's actually quite easy to join. You just like buy the book or like borrow the book that we're reading that month. And I have like, I ask questions in the posts that I do. Um, for the book and then at the end of the month I kind of post like a IG live and like interact with the readers so yeah that's how it goes so the best way to get involved is to follow the account at Well Read Narrative to keep up with what the books are and then of course uh, you can also keep up to date with when the Instagram live is going to be as well yes exactly so getting involved in a book club would be a fantastic thing to do in 2022. So Yelda and I are just about to chat about our goals for 2022, but I can certainly back up and say that joining a book club would illuminate and reinvigorate your reading, definitely. <laughs> Well, this is sort of a grand adventure story. She just took off thinking that somehow she could figure it out as she went along. Home Before Dark was so complex. By the time I was done with it, I knew I needed to do something completely different. And so the idea of a book that takes place in real time was interesting to me. In all of my books, there's somebody people have an idea about, but underneath they feel like, oh, if you really knew you'd run screaming, because that's what I lived with until my outside person matched my inside person. Hey, everybody. This is Cindy Burnett, and I am the host of the Thoughts from a Page podcast. Several times a week, I interview authors about their latest works. We chat about their covers, their titles, sometimes what inspired them, and always what makes their book stand out. I hope you'll check out my podcast. It can be found on all of the major platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Thanks so much. All right. Are you ready to talk about our goals? Yep. Excellent. So Yelda, what are your 2022 reading goals? So um, in terms of like numbers, I don't really focus too much on a set, um, like a specific set. I usually do the Goodreads challenge kind of just for fun or to see how many books I can read. Usually at the beginning of the year, I start strong and then kind of towards the ending of the year, it kind of just like staggers off unfortunately, but um, my goal for next year is usually it's in between like 50 to 75 books. So like not too much, but like just in the middle. And um, I do want to read more nonfiction or listen to more nonfiction um, books in 2022. 
and uh, try to read at least like one classical novel. I feel like uh, I have been not reading any classics and I have so many. Um, all of those nice editions that you buy and you're like, I'm going to read these and then you, you don't end up reading them. That's, that's unfortunately what happens. Um, yes. And in terms of like uh, supporting more local bookshops, um, I do want to do that. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of um, smaller bookshops near where I live, but they do have online stores. So if I can, I would just uh, shop online and then get it delivered to me. So that's, that's pretty much my goals for now. Nice. It sounds like 2022 is going to be a nice reading year for you. Yes. Well, what classic do you want to make sure that you read? Um, or what's, what's a few ideas? Like what's a few that are sitting on your shelf that you're like, oh, I might read that one. Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Like I've read her uh, other books, but like that one is one that I need to still read. Um, I really struggle with Jane Austen. Like really struggle. Like I can't read it. Mm, try, uh, I feel like audiobooks really help when you can't read classics. Mm. I've tried okay. to read Emma. I tried to read that last year. And I listened, I had the free audio book that was on Spotify. Mm. So I was using that. And I also had an annotated copy of Emma, which also sort of has a, a chunk of footnotes in it that it helps you to better understand like the historical context or the language being mm -hmm. used. But I actually just couldn't do it. In the end, I watched the movie and I was really content with having watched the movie. <laughs> Sometimes I do that too. I I feel like I did that with Pride and Prejudice. I watched the 2005 film and I'm like, oh, I have to read the book. And then I did end up reading it, but um, I think I also listened to the audiobook as well. So I like the audiobook more. Yeah. A nice sort of dual way to read it too, with having the physical book and an audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So my goal for 2022 is 65 books. So I had 60 last year and absolutely smashed it. So I want to keep up the consistency. And I also think reading or listening to audiobooks is a really good way to meet your reading goal. Like I would not be able to get that high without listening to audiobooks. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like um I would read I think I would read more audiobooks or listen to more audiobooks um, in the month than physical books, but I'm like, it's okay. It's still reading. Yeah, exactly. It is definitely still reading. Like you're engaging with literature in some way, shape or form. Um, my other, I have a two other ones that I want to try and stick to. So the next one is I have a reading journal and I purchased a set of reading challenge stickers, which I'll, oh, I'll show Yelda. Um, and I'll also put the link to where I bought it for in the show notes if anyone else is interested. But essentially, I want to work through completing this sticker. So at the end of the year, there's no more stickers left on the sheet. And they're things like your usual prompts, like read a book published this year or read a thriller or read a classic. But there's also some different ones like read a family member's favorite book or read a book recommended by a friend, read a book over 600 pages, those sorts of things. So 
Uh, I found these at Fave Planner, which is a shop on Etsy and um, here in Australia, they came very quickly as well. And that, so that's part of my reading goals, a little reading challenge for next year. The other thing I need to do a lot better is solidify my star rating. So mm. I rate books out of five and I found in 2021, I was really all over the place when I came to my rating. So books that upon reflection probably should have got a five, got a four and books that probably should have got a three, got a four or vice versa. So yeah, a bit higgledy piggledy. So I've sat down and I'm going to share with you, Yelda, what my star rating is for next year. So it is in, um, in the can or in the recording, it's recorded. This is what I'm going with. <laughs> so the first one, so if it's a five star, it means I loved everything about the book and couldn't fault it. It is one that will stay with me for a long time and will certainly be one that I would recommend to the right person. Uh, number four or four stars. I really enjoyed most of the book. However, there were a few minor things that I thought were missing or that I didn't enjoy, such as the structure, characters, plot, etc. Three stars. I liked this book and enjoyed many aspects of it. However, there were a number of things I didn't like about the story in relation to either plot, structure, characters, the writing style, etc. Two stars. Didn't enjoy the book very much as I was not invested in large aspects of the story, especially the plot and or characters. Probably should have DNF'd it when the urge hit but persisted for some reason or another. And one star shouldn't have bothered reading at all. We'll most likely never actually finish a one star read. So hopefully I don't have to elaborate too much on that rating. Mm -hmm. And I'm also for the first time going to allow myself to use half stars because I use Storygraph now and Storygraph enables you to use half stars. So that's part of my reading goal for next year is to be more consistent in my star ratings. Yeah, that's great. I also, um, I think I have a, tr I have the trouble of um, DNFing books sometimes because I just kind of want to get through them. But then I'm like, you know, what? if I don't like the book, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to read. I'm not going to continue it. That's something I want to work on in 2022. Yeah. And I think it can be really hard. Like if you've just spent like sometimes to buy like a paperback book of a decent size in Australia, <laughs> it's $32 from a bookstore. So, and like the one I'm like the one I'm holding in my hands right now, that's how much I paid for it. And so to, to get in like one or two chapters and you start having the urge to put it down, it's like, I've just spent this much money on this book. How can I not finish it? The other thing I find is if I, if it's a book club book, I also mm -hmm. tend to, to get through it. Thankfully, most of the book club book ones um, I've read in the last two years have been fine and haven't been ones that I would put down, except mm -hmm. they're the one that we're reading at the moment, uh, which I just, I can't do it and I'm not going to do it for the first time ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it can, it can be difficult to DNF a book for so many reasons. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. And I feel like um, I used to like push through them, but now I'm getting better. Hopefully, but I'll be better in 2022 yeah. as well. And do you have anything that holds you back? Like you go, oh, I've already read a third of it or I've already read two thirds of it. Like you've already invested a certain amount of time. So you may as well keep going. 
Yes, that's sort of it. And it's always I want to like complete it. I kind of just don't want to leave anything like unfinished, I guess you could say. But yeah. Yeah. I'm having that struggle with a puzzle at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's been going since April of 2021 and it's still not finished. And looking at it and going, I've invested probably 10 or 15 hours in this puzzle and I don't think I'm going to finish it. Some part of me just hopes it like gets knocked over um, or like accidentally kick it or something and it just falls to pieces and then it's like, oh, well, can't finish it now. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a few anticipated reads for 2022 that I would like to share with you and um, my listeners as well and see if there's any Yelda that you might be interested in reading next year. For sure. So a few of them, well, three of them, I'd probably consider romance or rom-com. I'm not sure why so many of them are. I have read a lot of that genre this year. I also think it might be because romance readers or even thriller readers, they tend to churn out books really quickly. And Mm -hmm. um, it's likely I've already read a book of theirs that I'm looking forward to reading their new book or a sequel of next year. So the first one is The No Show by Beth O'Leary. I have read all of her other books and I have high expectations for this one. And here's a little excerpt from the blurb. Three women who seemingly have nothing in common find that they're involved with the same man. Oh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that would be a, that, that, that actually, I've read one of her books. I'm not sure of the name. I think I read it not last year, but the previous year. So it might be um, the flat share or the switch. Or, or maybe the that. is the uh, one that came out in 2021. Maybe it, it, it was the flat share one. But um I really liked her book, so um I this yeah, this one sounds very interesting. Just from that like little blurb, I'm like, yeah, I want to read that. Yes, it sounds like a um a really good blurb, like having a read through it. Um, it definitely sounds sounds interesting. And I wonder whether or not there'll be perspectives from each of the three women. Like it won't just be mm-hmm. one of the women, it's all three of them and their um, narratives, which I just, oh, I love a change in narrative. Narr- yes. I love a change in narrator. So that's one. The next one is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Nora, a book lover and literary agent, meets Charlie, a book editor. It sounds like a book lover's ultimate romantic comedy in the fact that you've got two people that work within the book industry coming together. And it, like, they're definitely going to end up together. That's always the way romance goes, but it does. Um, it sounds like a bit of a book lover's paradise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't she the one that came out with uh, the beach read? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beach read I... and people we meet on vacation. Yes. I haven't read, I have those, but I bought them and then I'm like, oh, I'll, re- I'll read that. I'll, I'll end up reading them. And then it didn't happen so far. So maybe in 2022. Maybe in 2022. That's exactly right. I've read People We Meet on Vacation and I quite enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a very well done in the fact that it shifts back between timeframes and the, mm-hmm. this, these friends go on holidays together frequently. So you see the flashbacks to each of the holidays that they've been on with one mm-hmm. another. Four Aunties and a Wedding by Jessie Sutanto. So I've recently read Dial A for Aunties, which is all over Bookstagram and is another one that's like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, where it is so worth the hype. It is a, it's funny. The characters are fantastic. The plot 
twists and turns I did not see coming and I absolutely devoured it. Did a quick Google, realized that this is the sequel coming out, which is Four Aunties at a Wedding. And there's also a Netflix series of Dialay for Aunties coming out as well. So the sequel is uh, based around another wedding and another potential murder. So it's, it's kind of like a romantic comedy with like a bit of a blend of like mystery thriller in it. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yes, I, I saw that book on um, Bookstagram a lot. I didn't end up getting it, but I'm like, I'll probably borrow it from the library. Yeah, soon. and I initially had the thought of, uh, I'll borrow it from the library. I don't know if it's something I like, but I'm so glad I bought it because it's just, yeah, was right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, a lot of um, this year, a lot of people are getting into romance or rom-com. Mm. And apparently um, there was a stat that said it was one of the uh, best-selling um, genres of 2021. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I also think there's a lot more of it on Bookstagram as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, t- well, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have a TikTok anymore. I retired from the TikTok. But I also think that a lot of the books being shared on TikTok at the moment because you know how sometimes it comes over to bookstagram as well like mm-hmm. they're, they're very um they speak a lot to each other those two platforms but I also think there's a lot of that happening as well that's yes. making other like this particular genre a lot bigger than it was in previous years yes exactly and you know what um romance does deserve the hype they have a lot of good books like I feel like a lot of people are like no it's romance it's not it's not that interesting or it's um you know, it's not like very, I don't know the, like what is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, literary. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as opposed to like historical fiction or like fantasy, but I really like romance. It's one of my favorite genres. Yeah, me too. And I think for a lot of reasons, people, people read for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons is escapism and I don't think there is a more perfect genre that suits that need of escapism at all. Like I, yeah, like a thrill is good because it's also consuming, but a romance is good in the fact that it's a bit more lighter. Yes. Yeah. And easy to world build. Like quite often in a romance, you're not wasting pages or time trying to build a world around you because you already kind of understand where they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my last 2022 anticipated release is not a romance. It's a thriller (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it is the Paris apartment by Lucy Foley. Uh, It is a locked room mystery set in a Paris apartment. Mm -hmm. Jess decides to crash with her half brother, Ben. However, Ben isn't thrilled to have her living with him when she shows up. He is not there. It sounds a little bit to me like Riley Saga's Lock Every Door, the idea of a like that locked room mystery vibe. But if you've read the guest list or The Hunting Party, which is Lucy Foley's um, other previous novels, uh, they're fantastic. So this hopefully will be no exception. Mm-hmm. Do, you read, do you read much or do you read many thrillers? I do. I have like, I'm a 
mood readers. So I read thrillers mainly September to October. Uh, those are like my months <laughs> that I, I feel like a good thriller is needed. Um, unfortunately, ha- I haven't read any Stephen, um, oh, sorry, Stephen King books yet. Like I know he's like the king of thriller and horror, but I, I haven't. That That is why in 2022, my goal is to read at least one of his books <laughs> as well. Not a bad goal. I haven't read any of his either. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I've, like it's you. I've, I sorry, you've either um, read his books and like love them, or you haven't even touched them at all. Like it's like no in between. Yeah, I also think his books, like for a thriller, they look really thick. Mm-hmm. Like whereas a lot of the more modern, like new releases of thrillers that I've probably read over the last like three to four years, they're quite thin. And they're quite fast paced and yeah. And I think I really like that about thrillers as well is that whilst it's a bit like heart racing and um, can be, it can be quite difficult to read sometimes depending on the content it's over really quickly. Mm-hmm. So they are the anticipated reads for me for 2022. Let's have a chat about the books that we want to make sure we read in 2022. So this could be a range of different books that help us meet those reading goals that we've mentioned before. Um, or yeah, again, any of those listed there on that anticipated release. So I've just spoken for a large chunk of time. Yelda, do you want to start? What's your first book you want to read in 2022? So, um, like I said, I don't really plan out what I want to read, but a couple of books that have been on my TBR pile for a while are um, On Writing by Stephen King. So this one is actually not a horror. This is his memoir and um, a nonfiction kind of memoir. It's about writing. And um, I've actually wanted to read this for a while now. And... Um, the reason why is because like I'm like kind of writing my own book and I wanted to just read more book books or like nonfiction books about writing and like how to become like how to become better at the craft. So this one was recommended to me. Another one is another this is another nonfiction. I'm like I think 2021 made me fall in love with nonfiction even more. <laughs> So um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if you've read this one. I know a lot of people have. Um, It's a self-help book about habits and how to create um, better habits slowly, like not all at once, but slowly and get rid of, um, sorry, create good habits and get rid of bad habits. And I feel like I usually read uh, books like this at the beginning of the year to help me stay motivated and keep uh, keep track of my goals for the rest of the year. And the third one, this might be cheating, but I've actually read this book, but I always do a reread. So it's Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. So I always reread this book. It's been like three or four years. So it's like an annual reread. What do you love about Pride and Prejudice that keeps you coming back to it? I don't know. Um, it's, it's just that setting also, um, like once you read it once and you kind of get used to like the language, cause the, um, 
issue with me and classics is that there's kind of like a language barrier. Like we don't speak that way anymore. So it's kind of hard to get into the book, I find. Um, but once you, I feel like once you start reading Pride and Prejudice or like any of her um, books and you kind of just get used to her writing style, um, it becomes much more easier. But I also I always listen to the audiobook and or watch the movie. And that sort of echoes our um, discussion a little bit earlier about about Jane Austen or about um, her writing style and, and how to actually read it. I think that's really lovely that you revisit something every year. Yes. I yes, was meant my... to read more book, reread more books last year and I didn't. <laughs> it was, I actually, what, what else did I reread last? I read, reread The Hunger Games and watched the movies. Um, I hadn't done that in like 10 years. I think that, that was the last time I read it, but um, it, it was a good reread. I listened to the audiobooks, so uh, the narration was actually pretty good. Yeah, oh, awesome. I, yeah. I read the, I actually might have been a year before that, but reading the the prequel. Mm, yes. Um, the names escaped me. Songbird and Snakes, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yes. Yeah. Did you, have you read that one? Yes, I read it when it came out as well. What did you it think was, of it? There's a lot of controversy around it, I think. It was good. Um, I hate that the ending was so, it wasn't really like closed. Like it, it didn't really give you, like, cause you don't know what happens to the person. Um, the character's name who has yeah. escaped us both. I have a feeling it was yeah. May or something that started with an M. Uh, Lucy May? Lucy May. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of don't know what happens to her. And I guess that's what the author wanted. Yeah. yeah. I love an open ending. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Because you can always just like imagine what's going to happen next. But I, I think they're making a movie out of it. Ah, um, awesome. So that would be interesting to see. I want a sequel to the, I want a sequel to the prequel though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. I have a few books that I want to make sure I read this year. The first one is The Odyssey by Homer, um, oh. and it's the Emily Wilson translation. Mm. Um, the main reason why I want to read this one this year is I have been going through a bunch of Greek myths lately. I've been calling it a Greek reconnaissance. So in the idea, it's like a renaissance, but for Greek writing or Greek myths. Um, and last year I read the song of Achilles, a thousand ships, uh, the song oh, yes. of the girls and reread Circe. So I think I'm ready to delve into the Odyssey and my friend Jade from about a book podcast recommended the Odyssey to me and recommended this particular translation. So I think it's going to take me a little while to read it. And I also think it's going to take a lot of like annotations and research along the way to make sure I'm enjoying it and actually know what I'm reading about. <laughs> I actually love Greek mythology. I was ever since I've read, ever since I read Percy Jackson, mm. I think <laughs> in my teens, I have loved, um, Greek mythology I actually did also read uh the song of Achilles uh this year or 
sorry, in 2021, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was an amazing, and I actually have to reread Circe as well. It was a good book. Really good. Yeah. I loved, I loved her writing style. It's just so, so like magical, mm-hmm. like, like the way she writes. Um, but yeah, a Greek mythology is definitely one thing I want to get back into. I highly recommend A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. It's, oh, it's just done so well. Like you get a whole range, you get a whole like wide range of perspectives from different women during that time period when the Trojan War ended. And it just flicks between either like mortals and immortals. And it ties together the Song of Achilles really nicely, but it also touches on things that happened in Circe and other things that happened in the Odyssey, but from a female's perspective nice Mm. so yes so that's the odyssey and i'm hoping that in terms of my little sticker sheet it meets reader classic because i just often i i can't read classics very well so (laughs) i'm hoping that one sticks that one (laughs) the next one that i have to read this year is the nightingale by Kristen hannah it comes up time and time and time again on the podcast and i just i feel like i'm left out because i haven't read it yet (laughs) I'm I'm in the same boat. I haven't read it yet and everyone recommends it to me and I'm like I I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't read this book. Yeah. Look, it's actually been it's probably been on my bookshelf for the best part of 6 months and the reason why I haven't picked it up is I've just had like a World War 2 historical fiction um fatigue. Like I've just I consumed so much in that genre that I I just don't want to pick up another one. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like there's yeah, a lot of World War II books that I've read as well, and um, I think I think in, I feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, so for people listening who aren't sure, oh, I should have said the Odyssey and what it is about, just in case people aren't aware. The Odyssey is about Odysseus's challenging journey home after the Trojan War, um, and there's a there's a whole range of other like historical um events and people and places that are mentioned in the story as well and homer himself there's a lot of contention about whether or not homer was one person or many people um, in terms of that book in terms of the nightingale and what it is about so as i said previously uh, world war ii it is set in france after vianne farewells her husband and is left alone with her daughter until the nazis invade france The novel is said to celebrate the resilience of the human spirit and the durability of women. So it's definitely something that's going to tick a lot of boxes for me. I'm a mood reader too, and I'm just waiting for the mood to strike. So hopefully in 2022, it will. Uh, My next one that I want to read is Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. So I mentioned at the top of the show, her first novel, which is The Last Migration. So Once There Were Wolves is about the reintroduction of wolves into the Scottish Highlands. It also sounds very speculative fiction in the fact that it looks at what the world will be like if we continue to live the way we do. And for example, the the extinction of many different species around the world. So I think that this book will continue to build on that Uh, climate change and that respect and appreciation for the environment that everyone should have and I've I've, again I've had this one sitting on my shelf for far too long and just waiting for the mood to strike me 
All right, lucky last, the last one I want to read, um, again, has been sitting on my shelves for far too long, is The Final Revival and of Opal and Nev by Dawny Walton. So this is a little excerpt from the blurb, a poignant fictional oral history of the beloved rock and roll duo who shot to fame in the 1970s New York and the dark, fraught secret that lies at the peak of their stardom. So the reason why I gravitated towards this one in particular was that it has that similar vibe to Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which has that oral history throughout it. I also really love the idea of New York in the 1970s. I have actually started to read this book previously as an audio book, but couldn't kind of keep track of the story. So I'm hoping that by reading the physical book, I might get a little bit more enjoyment out out of it and also be able to understand a little bit more about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find like some books you can't really listen to the audiobook, um, but there are some that are amazing as an audiobook. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy nonfiction as, mm -hmm. as an audiobook. Like I find it a lot easier to engage with in that way. Um, and I struggle listening to fiction. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah I've it's really got to capture me um, otherwise yes. I'll start to just tune out and not listen mm -hmm. and I feel like if like you've read the book and it's like kind of like a reread I can listen to the audiobook because I know what's gonna happen like the Harry Potter series I actually reread it at the beginning of 2021 the entire thing um but I listen to the audiobook because I'm like, I, I know what happens. So. Yeah. And I think audio is a very easy way to consume a book like it. And it makes your chores easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on the Book Story and Podcast, Yelda. No problem. It was, uh, it was wonderful to be on. Thank you for having me. And now a sweet treat just for you as you listen to the entire episode. Here is a little clip of what to expect in next week's podcast. So can you describe your bookstagram feed for my listeners? Of course. So what I do is I take a book and I typically bake or cook something that has been mentioned in the book. So if you look at my bookstagram feed, you'll see, you know, a bunch of flat lays typically where I have kind of like an above head view of a book, a bunch of food around it, usually some flowers. It's typically a pretty bright feed. And um, yeah, I just do a bunch of mostly baking as the need and the need to read suggests. And I just sort of um, like to experience the food in a book. You have been listening to the Bookstoring Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Bookstoring Podcast.